What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Donnie Nelson, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I like this, TK. I like that. Yeah, it's the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk at the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move daily, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Luka with the Step Back 3. Oh, yeah! How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and Dallas basketball on SI colleague, Matt Galatson. Matt, how you doing today? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, getting closer and closer to basketball, so I'm pretty excited. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was a it was a Monday, so <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't been the best. But you know, like you said, we're getting closer to basketball each day, and uh, we're starting to have more and more Mavs related topics to talk about. So that's always good. So we're gonna start right off the bat here with with something that happened today. Uh, CBS Sports they did a a video chat with. Uh, former Mavs coach Avery Johnson you know he took the Mavs to the finals in 06 didn't end the way he wanted it to was eventually replaced by Rick Carlisle but uh, CBS Sports they they had him on and they were uh, talking about the uh, the NBA restart and everything and he basically came out and said that uh, the Mavs were his dark horse team and that they he could see you know, with with Luca and KP playing at their best, he could see them, you know, sneaking into the finals. So, I mean, what what are your initial thoughts on that? Hearing former Mavs coach Avery Johnson, you know, looking at this Mavs team and saying, "Yeah, I could see them getting to the finals." Uh, I don't know if I agree with him, but it, I mean, he obviously knows a lot more about basketball than I do, so. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he's a smart guy. Um, he did a really good job with the Mavs in the early 2000s. Um, I mean, he was a tough guy to play for, but that doesn't mean he doesn't know basketball. So, I mean, if he says it, then, you know, why not? Yeah, and I mean, he's he's been there before. Uh, like I said, didn't turn out the way he wanted it to, and then... You had the year after that where they won 67 games, and you know that turned out to be a disaster <laughs> against the eight-seeded Warriors. But you I don't know, know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't. I don't wrong. recall that at all. <laughs> it's like the the Men in Black flasher thing. <laughs> Erase it from your mind. Uh, but yeah, you know he's been to the finals before. If you go back and look at that 2006 uh, Mavs roster. 
I mean, you kind of, when you look at that roster, it's kind of like, how did they even get to the finals? Which, of course, Dirk was amazing. Uh, Josh Howard was really good back then. Uh, Jet, he was he was doing his thing. But, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, you, you look at that roster and it's just kind of like, wow, that team got to the finals. They were, you know, that team was probably a dark horse in and of itself. So, I feel like he kind of knows what he's talking about. I see where he's going because if Luka and KP are playing, you know, at the top of their game and they're completely healthy, I give them a fighting chance against anybody in a seven-game series. And, I mean, that it's when it gets to the Clippers, you know, it's kind of doubtful given what we saw during the season. But, you know, uh, they, they were just banged up in those games and – I just I feel like it would be a different story this time around if those two guys, Luke and KP, are completely healthy. So I get where he's coming from. It was it was I'm glad to hear him say that because it opens another door for me to be like next level Dalton optimistic going forward. <laughs> just what we need. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I was really happy to hear somebody with you know that knows a lot more about that kind of stuff than I do. Uh, kind of make that prediction. So that was great. That was great to hear from him. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely the the wild card, I think, in the West, That a team that I don't think anybody's going to want to play against. Right. Because of the, the volatility of how, you know, they could be really, really good one night and, you know, maybe not so good the next night, and they're just going to be very unpredictable because they're really young and nobody really knows what to expect from them in a in a playoff series. So, yeah. They definitely have that working in their favor. I feel like I feel like Luca and KP at this point, you know, Luca he's always gonna get his. KP he was playing at an all NBA level before this this uh coronavirus stuff hit and they had to postpone the season, but I think those two guys are definitely gonna get theirs on a nightly basis in the playoffs. I don't think that's gonna be an issue. I think if guys like Tim Hardaway Junior, Seth Curry uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, if those guys can continue shooting the way they did throughout the regular season, uh, you know, I like you said, I don't think anybody wants to see them in the first round because even if they stay at the seventh spot and play the Clippers, you know, the Clippers have to, at, at some level, feel like they're on upset alert just because of the potential of what, what the Mavs can do. Uh, so it's exciting. Um uh, they're missing some guys. They're they're going to be missing Jalen Brunson. Dwight Powell's still out. Uh, since we got on here and recorded last week, we found out that Willie Collie Stein he opted out of uh, you know joining the guys in Orlando, and then the Mavs turned right back around and uh, signed former Mav Trey Burke, who they you know they opted not to re-sign him over the summer, but he he played well for the Mavs in a limited role off the bench and. So he's back now. That helps with Brunson being out. Uh, they don't have to just completely rely on, you know, J.J. Barea off the bench or uh, DeLon Wright. So that'll be good. Well, just we'll jump right into that now uh, with the Trey Burke signing. I mean, what were you surprised by Willie Colleystein's decision? And, you know, were you surprised by the Mavs immediately going out and getting Trey Burke? Uh, no, I mean, it, it, I wasn't really, you know, too surprised if, I, I guess if I had to pick one guy off of the Mavs roster who would, 
I would have picked to uh, find a way not to play in Orlando, it was going to be Willie Cauley Stein for whatever reason. Um, I you know he, he's got the thing with the kid, and it's understandable, but um, I don't know if um, I don't know if I would have expected him to play anyway, one way or the other. Um, but you know they they. Basically, I guess what they did is they decided, hey, let's go get a get a guy that knows our scheme and knows what you know knows how to how to play like we like to play and uh, is maybe familiar with the guys on the roster already, like you know KP and Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke fits that exactly. Um, he's you know maybe not as preferable to Ryan Brokov just for the fact that Brokov is a great three point shooter. Um, but, you know, Brokov quickly, I don't even know if it might've even been before Burke signed with, with the Mavs. It might not have been, I, I, I don't know the timing on that, but, you know, maybe they knew Brokov was going to go to Philadelphia already. So they, they looked at another direction and, and, you know, there was Burke and it makes, yeah. it makes sense in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of I get what you're saying with Willie Cauley Stein. It's kind of like how, it's kind of like how people were saying, which I, you know, Dwight Howard. I don't know if he's made a, a decision yet or not. If he's gonna uh, go to Orlando, but you know, it's it's iffy at this point, and people are just saying like, well, yeah, I, you could definitely see Dwight Howard, <laughs> you know, opting opting to uh, to sit out, just you know, given his his history uh through the course of his career so i i get what you're saying with that when it comes to burke i think it's a really good pickup for them i you know he he honestly helps this team out more in the short term right now than willie collystein would have in the postseason because i mean you never know you have a guy like jj berea who uh he's not going to be able to shoulder a, a ton of bench minutes consistently uh burke in his short stint with the mavs after the the kp trade last year he played 25 games for them 17 minutes a night and averaged nearly 10 points and uh three assists shot 46 percent from the field and 36 percent from three so uh he definitely wasn't bad uh, he had a couple of games where he he broke out and you know scored over 20 points um and you know that was he didn't even play with kp because kp sat out the remainder of of last season uh to keep rehabbing his knee so he's coming into i think a a new how do i want to word this a new dynamic because kp's playing and he kp was playing so well before the season ended uh, and it's not a, a tanking situation like what he was thrown into uh, with the Mavs at the end of last season. So I think he could definitely help. He's he's 27. Uh, he's a veteran. He uh, you know he was with Utah for his first three years, then uh, went to Washington, and then he was with New York for two and a half years before coming to Dallas. So he's been around a little bit. He's a veteran. Uh, he knows Tim Hardaway Jr. and KP well. And I think he'll do just fine in Dallas. And I think he'll do fine uh, during this postseason. <clears throat> but, uh, and you know, he'll he'll have these eight games coming up to, you know, get 
get more familiar uh, playing with this roster versus you know what he was accustomed to last year. But the system's the same, and Rick Carlisle, he always finds a way to get the absolute most out of his point guard. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, talking about those eight games... You know, they the NBA finally released the the schedule for for Orlando and you know when they first announced that it was going to be 8 games, you know, we were thinking, well, you know, it's going to be the next 8 games that was on their schedule before the season was postponed, but that wasn't the case. A uh, completely new 8 game schedule and it goes as follows. They'll start out on July 31st against the Houston Rockets. Uh, then they'll play the Phoenix Suns the Sacramento Kings, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a brutal back-to-back. <laughs> Me and you were talking about that the other day. Uh, yeah. The Utah Jazz, uh, the Portland Trailblazers, and that'll be every team's going to have one back-to-back in this eight-game stretch, and that's the Mavs. They play uh, Utah and Portland back-to-back, and then they finish up on August 13th against the Phoenix Suns again. So, they play the Suns twice. Um, I guess I'll go first here since you went on the last one. But just looking at that schedule, I think it's very manageable. I don't think it's. I'm not going to say it's an easy schedule by any means, but it's definitely not the hardest. Uh, they can definitely beat Houston. We've seen that, uh, especially when you know Luca and KP are completely healthy. I think KP gives that team absolute fits. Uh, <clears throat> especially since they don't have a center now. <laughs> you, you know, you have KP, he, he's technically a center, but he's not, He's there's a reason they call him the unicorn. He's 7'3", but he can do things that, you know, some guards can do. So I, he gives Houston fits. I could see them winning that game. Uh, definitely could see them winning the two Phoenix games. Uh, Portland, Sacramento, yes. The only games I have I really have a question about are the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Jazz. And we were talking about this the other day when this came out. I actually feel better about the Mavs' chances against the Bucks than I would against the Jazz, who the Mavs haven't beaten yet this season. Uh, for whatever reason, the Mavs just they match up better with the Bucks than they do the Jazz, but. The Jazz have also lost uh, Boyan Bogdanovich for the season during this hiatus. So, I don't know. I mean, it, there's a lot of different ways this thing could go. But just looking at the schedule, I'm going to officially put my prediction at... You know what? I'm just going to do it, Matt. Six and two. <laughs> there, I, I predict six and two, and I think they will get up to the fifth seed. Okay. Um, I... I like your optimism. Uh, the first thing that I thought of when I saw the schedule was that August 6th through 10th stretch, and I was just like, ah, shit. Because <laughs> that's really tough. Um, yeah. Those three games in a row are really tough. But, you know, the other the other five games are extremely winnable. Uh, you know how I feel about the Rockets. I think they're super overrated, and I think the Mavs match up really well against them. And I think I do if too. there's any team I wanted to play in the playoffs, it would be it would be the Rockets. Um, so I feel good about that one. I'm glad they get the Suns <laughs> twice because I'm pretty sure the Suns don't want to be there. 
they, they may not even bring everybody. <laughs> they may just uh, they may just get their G League squad to go take their place. Yeah, and I I feel kind of the same way about the Kings. I don't think they really want to be there either. Um, they have more of a reason to be there than the Suns, I think. But you know, yeah, uh, but not much. But you know, the the uh, the one wild card in there is the Blazers game because um, there's just there's something about the Blazers that scares me. It's, I mean, I know what it is. It's Damian Lillard. He can drop sixty five on a night and you know like it's nothing so that yeah. kind of scares me um well i mean so you look at the, it'll be they're, that they're on the grizzlies heels too i mean they're only i think let me pull up the standings here they're three okay so three and a half games behind Memphis. so it's still going to be pretty tough for them to catch the grizzlies but i mean yeah i mean <laughs> dame lillard he can get hot and the grizzlies slip up a little bit and there you go yeah uh it it's just that it, that August sixth through eleventh stretch is really what's going to define the the eight games more than anything else because I think the other four are wins. Um, I'm probably going to go with a a little bit more conservative, either four and four or five and three in the final eight, because you also have to take yeah. into account that you know they could be rusty. Um, just I mean the other teams yep. could be rusty as well, but you know there's, it's kind of hard to it's not like we're in the middle of a season and you know we have some trends to look at they're just going to be coming off of a three-month break it'll be like the beginning of a season and anything can happen so um i'm gonna i'm gonna say four and four probably but five and three is my best case um well if selfishly i mean i i'm i'm gonna stick to my six and two but selfishly if it was five and three you know that would uh that would get me to the <laughs> to the win total on the season that I predicted before the season started. Obviously, the the overall record can't be exact because they shaved off some games there. But I predicted forty five and thirty seven at the beginning of the season, and that would just that would feel really nice if they. It'd be very satisfying if they hit that number. So it would be. We'll see. It would be. I don't remember. I, I remember that. Uh, that preseason pod where I did that, I think you were you were called up doing something. So that was that solo pod I did that I said I'll never do again unless I'm just forced to. <laughs> but did you ever did you have like an official prediction for the season, or did we not do that this year? No, we did it, but I, I can't remember what my prediction was. I think I was right around 500, maybe. Um, so <clears throat> I think they've already exceeded my expectations. They've they've really exceeded everybody's expectations. Uh, I mean, even I'm gonna be honest. You know, even my I predicted 45 and 37, but I mean the way they were playing and uh, the way KP, especially KP, the way he turned it on since February, he was averaging like 27 and 11, I think, uh, with three blocks per game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since since the end of February, I mean they they could have gotten to 50 wins. Yeah, I th- I think I was like forty one and forty one or forty two and thirty eight or forty three and thirty nine somewhere in there, which still would have had them in the playoff conversation. <laughs> right, um, but I mean, had they not had the injuries, it might have been even even higher. But I guess we'll never know. Well, I mean, 
the more this, you know, the closer it gets uh, to Orlando, uh, the more we're going to have to talk about. But, you know, since they released that schedule, it just, and I wrote about this on uh, DallasBasketball.com the other day, but since they released the schedule, like you knew, you knew it was coming back. You knew the NBA was coming back. The Mavs were going to be back. But once you actually see that schedule there, it's, it starts to become a little bit more real. Like, okay, this is actually going to happen. Uh, there's been some concerns because the the COVID cases in Florida have been spiking lately. But you know, Adam Silver, they asked him about that the other day, and he basically said that this is just our new reality. You know, there's, there's no way to run from it. It's going to be there. And that's what I've been saying too. You know, you're not going to get rid of this. You can't just, eventually you're going to have to have a plan in place and you're going to have to, you know, go forward and resume business. Uh, maybe not as usual, but you do have to resume business. And, uh, I think the NBA has put together a good plan to do that because this virus stuff it's not going away it's here it's like you know it's like we have the flu every year now uh obviously covid's you know not the flu but that's just the example i'm using it's going to be here now um and you know i watched this documentary on netflix with my wife about uh you know just basically and giving us more information about the virus what they've learned over the months and one of the main experts was just like, you know, we can we can get a uh, a vaccination or whatever it is, some kind of cure for this thing. But he said the the main cure is going to be herd immunity. You know, enough people have to get it and basically get over it to where they're immune to it, to where they stop spreading it. And that made a lot of sense to me. I mean, that's not saying everybody go out and get it, but you know what I mean. <clears throat> Uh, I don't really have an opinion that I want to put on the radio on, or I mean on the podcast about this, because I'll just get yeah. myself in trouble. But I, I will say <laughs> that um, I don't think it's like the the flu in the sense that. Well, see, well, let me, I want to come clarify. On. I'm not. I, I, know, saying, I know what okay. you meant. I know what you meant. Don't <laughs> worry. All I'm saying is that once they get the vaccine, which will hopefully be by the end of this year that should be the end of it. And then, you know, everybody goes out and gets the vaccine and then we're good. And then it'll be business as usual. Um, but as far as sports go, I, it's probably, I think the NBA is going to be fine because I think they have a really good plan. Um, somebody's probably going to bring it in, but football, NFL, maybe if they're really careful and really, um, you know, really prepared and come up with a plan like kind of like the NBA has that you know doesn't cut any corners. But college and high school football are toast. Um, I don't see yeah. those happening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so it 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 should be it. I I think the NBA will be fine. And if there's an outbreak, there's an outbreak, and then it's over, and then we just say, well, shit. I guess we'll come yeah. back after the vaccine, and then everybody gets the vaccine and they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I th- the NBA, I think they'll be fine. Uh, football though. I mean, it, I, we were talking the other day and, uh, you know, my, my Southern Miss football season ticket rep, he has been after me. He's probably called me two times per week for like the last two months trying to get me to renew tickets. And I'm just like, dude, 
we don't even know if they're going to have a football season. <laughs> so I'm definitely not going to, you know, go ahead and renew and, you know, spend my money uh, for something I don't even think. And even if they even if they do have the football season, like I'm not itching to go sit in a crowd of 20,000 people. Hell no. You know, that's being that's being generous, but um, unless <laughs> 20, unless 000... unless they put a needle in my arm that says COVID vaccine I'm not going back to a sporting event as a fan. That's just not happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking because I, I voiced that concern to him, and then he was just like, "Yeah, well, as what it's looking like right now is they are going to have the season and yada yada yada." And I was just like, "Dude, even if they do, I'm I do not want to go down there and sit with a you know multi thousand people." And, uh, you know, expose myself to that, especially when I can watch it, you know, online, the ESPN app or some kind of streaming service I can watch it on. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like you. I, high school sports are, are toast. I think college, I just don't see how they're going to how they're going to have college football season. There's just there's but just too will... many moving parts and, and too many variables. Yeah. That's why I think the NFL is possible, because it's a lot more controlled and there's 32 teams and a certain amount of players and maybe they could pull it off but it's still going to be really tough yeah well we'll hope for the best but you know one thing that we think is for sure at this point is that the nba is going to come back uh adam silver he's he's stayed confident despite the like i said the the spike in cases recently in florida but they have a foolproof plan at least they think they do, and they've gone over many different scenarios, and uh, they think they're going to be able to pull this thing off. And we're excited for it. Can't wait to see what else happens as we, you know, keep getting closer and closer to this Orlando bubble with Luca and the Mavs. So, uh, Matt, anything else you want to add before we take off? Uh, no, not really, man. I, uh, I'm just looking forward to getting this thing rolling. We got, you know, some, some pretty cool content coming up. So. Um, we do we'll we'll see see how that goes and you know it it's it should be uh should be a good listen once we get it figured out yeah and last week we told you guys that you know if all goes according to plan we'd have a special guest for you this week and that's still that's still a possibility we're hoping to do that later this week uh if everything goes according to plan we will have two math step back podcasts this week so uh, look forward to that. Uh, definitely go subscribe if you haven't on your your favorite platform. Uh, the YouTube thing we brought this up last week, but you know that's still a thing. I don't know when they're going to allow fans back to games again, but when they do, if you are one of these first 1,000 subscribers on the Mavs Step Back YouTube channel, you will be entered for a chance to win two tickets to the Mavs game of your choice. Again, whenever they allow fans back, so. That may not be next season, but the next. <laughs> but it's still a thing, and it, it gives you guys a, you know, a lot more time to be one of those first thousand subscribers. I think we're at about six hundred right now, so uh, not too many spots left. But guys, we appreciate it. Uh, love the support you give us on a weekly basis. Uh, we're gonna build this thing up again. We took a little bit of a break with all the COVID stuff that was going on. But we're back now. We're in full swing again. And we can't break, can't wait to bring you guys you know, more awesome Mavs content going forward. So, 
Y'all have a good rest of the week. We'll see you. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of chains. These days I'm by my chips like a bag of lace. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot. Looked up the Dirk and MJ instead of blue collar. Excited at the idea of being a true baller. Riding in the bins, a copper and pilot. Feeling like I made it, now they trying to holler. This how we thinking life's supposed to be. Media keeping all my friends close to me. Feeding me all the lies and propaganda in my eyes. I've been here forever, they thinking that I just arrived. Now step back and go on more of a letter. I treat this rap game like it's target practice. And I ain't even got an aim in my seeing headshots just for saying my name. Now I'm 18, they say I'm acting different. Labels call my phone, but I'm lacking interest. Ain't talked to my friends in a while. Ain't smile like this in a while. I'm out. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's. These days I'm by my chips like a bag of lays. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot. Remember when we used to wish to be grown? Until we got out on our own, for real. Not a ball in my cart. If I don't shoot my shot, the people sending me home. Took a step back, so I've been reminiscing. Paris told the truth, wishing that we listen. But life is the best teacher. All this jibber jabber, homie, I'ma keep it authentic. All these people criticized, and now one of them did it. All our parents had dreams, and now one of them lived it. Soon as you look up, man, time to pass you by. I'm just 19, in a minute I'll be 50. Learn from the past and apply to the present. We all got a gift, and I treat mine like a present. Oh my God, I swear I'm preaching like a reverend. To the day I die, to never give me my credit. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's. These days I'm by my chips like a bag of lays. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.